Okay, this is working? Oh, mine's so yeah. loud. Okay. Wait, yeah, it's the microphone that's so loud. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, now I clap. I clap that time. That was great. Oh, look! It did it. There it is. Okay. Okay. And your voice is exactly as loud as the clap. Yeah. Mm, well, <laughs> very loud voice. Nothing wrong with that. Okay, great. So let's, let's give a little uh, update. Are we in frame? Oh, yeah, I take my glasses off. Wait, yeah. we're not starting yet. Okay, now we're starting. Oh, we are uh -huh. with, with the microphone not at your mm -hmm, mouth mm -hmm, at all. Mm -hmm. There we go. So what did you do this weekend? You did comedy. Okay, so I did uh, Mic Drop in San Diego. Have you been there? No. It used to be the Comedy Palace. But no. yeah, you're, you're above it. That's what I'm you're not. Saying. I just no. haven't been. No, it's an incredible club. They changed it from the Comedy Palace to this new place called Mic Drop, and it's like beautiful. Everything's perfect. They treat you like a king. It's really nice. But they accidentally didn't book me and Ahmed, who's who I was opening for, for a second night in the hotel. So we wake up the next morning, and you know that next morning feeling after a show where you're just yeah. like, oh, I want to sleep for. 18 more hours. I've had this happen before too, where they were like, you have to leave. And I'm yeah, like, they were literally like, you have to go. <laughs> so we have all of our shit in the hotel, so we end up having to go to a YMCA, and it reminded me very deeply of when I used to live in my car, and I would go to the YMCA for, so I'm, I'm battle-hardened against this, but Ahmed was like, embarrassed, and was like feeling bad, and I was like, no, 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 it's fine, and then they ended up getting us the new hotel, but it's like, that's just what happens when you're at when you're doing the second room in clubs, do you know what I mean? We're not doing the main room, you're doing the well, side room. I mean, you know me, I, I immediately messaged you and I was like, this is your fault. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's not. it was not my it fault. It is fully your fault. I, I was shocked. I was featuring. Ever... Okay, and first of all, I'm really sorry if I'm super loud. I don't know how much further I can hold this mic away from me. Yeah, you're doing great, don't worry. Um, but everyone, sorry for your ears, earbud users. Um, yeah, I immediately messaged you and I was like, are you even paying for these What's hotels? wrong for you? Yeah, what's wrong with you? I don't understand. Well, you're an ad. You're not a person anymore. You're an ad. I'm a. I'm. You a have enough followers. You don't count. You do not count as a human being. No, I've I've ascended the ranks of human being. Is what you're saying? Yes. So I'm featuring. So I I'm not doing any. Ahmed just called me and was like, "Do you want twenty minutes of stage time in San Diego, a city comprised one hundred percent of old of young people and swingers?" And I said, "Absolutely. That's my crowd." That's the group I play to. So I just went down with him and he was like, oh yeah, we have the hotel, blah, blah, blah. And he, his whatever lines got crossed. We had to spend the day in the YMCA, which is perfect for me. I mean, you know me, I'm a YMCA guy. Right, but that has nothing to do with what I said. I said, I said, yeah. what have you been doing anyways? You didn't even need that person to get you a hotel to begin with. Yeah. Hotels will just give you rooms if you, if you post about them. Yeah. I don't like to, I'm scared to do that. I don't understand. I, I'm too, I'm an idiot. I gave you a whole lecture. I was like, oh, I brought it, I brought up hot people privilege. I, I went into a no, lot of details. No, but. you, and you're, you're right. And I don't treat myself with enough respect. But that's just how I operate, baby. That's just how I'm rolling that's strange. through strange. I'm, I'm over here like, <laughs> please give me things. <laughs> I know. Well, you ask, you ask for what you're worth. And that's why we make a good team, because I don't. I, I'll ask for beyond what I'm worth. You're asking I'm like, you what, ask what's for what's Nikki I'm the star in any room I stand in. <laughs> that rule, that's a good way to go through life. What was, what was your weekend like? Oh, you got back on stage. Oh yeah, that was on a Thursday, Ooh. so I skipped the whole weekend. Come I, on I now. I get this on quick. Come on, Thir you were on I did stage. Mama's Shelter, it was really fun. Was it a show um, or a mic? 
It was a mic. I, okay. I, they asked to do a show, and I was like, I'm going to just dip my toe on this mic. So oh, okay. me and my friend Spencer, who's a writer, who's also not been doing comedy for a while, she went. And we both had a great time. It was really fun. Um, I'd never met any people there except for no. the people that run it. And um, that was great. You used to have had a comedy for, for, like, how long would you say before you got back on stage? Like, what was the last oh, time you did stand-up? January. January. Okay, so not too long. Yeah. But that's enough time for a new crop of open micers. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, though, it could have been yesterday and I would have been like, who are these people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I get, like, I'm so in my head when I go to a mic, I'm just like, oh, I have to be, this has to be perfect. I, right. I honestly like doing shows. Or not, or I'm, not, not, not like, obviously I like, but I'm less nervous doing a show than I am doing a mic. Interesting. Why Every is that? time. Because when I go to a show, I'm like, these people have, they're coming here to see comedy. They yeah. know we're all in the same boat. They're an audience. They're not here to also do comedy. They're I get what you're saying. They're just waiting silently. Right. When I do mics, my, my my brain is just like, this is high school. Everyone is thinking about how horrible you are. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Even though, like, mics are supposed to be, quote, unquote, bad. That's the whole point of them. Of course. But, now, fucking, this is why L.A. fucking sucks with open mics. Is because when I first moved here, I, I moved here with, I moved here because my cousin had a factory job and an apartment open. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll move to L.A. There was no, like, industry mindset going on with me. I was just like, got a job, got an apartment, sick, I'm there. Boom. So... I wasn't so thinking, I'm so brave, so brave. No, it's the opposite of bravery. It's complete stupidity, which is the, how do you counter fear is stupidity. It's not bravery. That's most time what bravery is. Yeah, that's very true. Running head first into a situation. And I totally did. And so I, I would go to these mics and I, this is where the bravery completely left my body. I would look around and there'd be motherfuckers I saw in Comedy Central at the mic. Okay. And I'm just, I'm just this comedy nerd from Boston going to open mics thinking like, oh, they're going to be like open mics in Boston. And then I see, you know, like motherfucking Maria Bamford at the mic. And I'm like, uh, I guess I'll just do my full act instead of stuff I'm working on. And then that shit bombs. And then you're like, I'm just going to, I'm going to move back home. Okay, this see, is, this sucks. It's interesting. So you're... I am also less nervous in front of people that are already successful comedians. That's so interesting. Because I also think that they know that you're not supposed to be doing great at a mic. They know what to look for That's... to tell if you're good or bad. Like, they know, like, oh, I can see where they're going with this or where they're not or where the joke is. It's the it's the people that all are so, like, vicious to get on stage and to have all the jobs. Oh, they're yeah. the ones you have to watch. Like, oh, the people at yeah. mics that think that already have merch made and they have a camera crew and you're like, what are we doing? And they're like, and they're, they're just, and they're walking around as if they, they, they invented comedy. Right. Those are the people that you have to, that I'm like the most nervous about. Even though I know they're fools, I'm just like, these are the people that are going to go around like talking shit and I just cannot be talking shit about. No, that, that, you have a point there. Yeah. No, that, I mean, that makes sense. But for me, it was just kind of, cause I wasn't comp, I think that you're, and this is, this is just an assumption, but I assume that you're a pretty confident person when it comes to like stand up. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it, right. So with me, it's the, I am, I am fucking uh, completely lose it and have no confidence until maybe someone tells you you're good at it. So when I was at those open mics and I would see those people that are in a place where I'm like, I can't even imagine being where you are. Like Maria Bamford literally has, al the, the biggest thing I respect in comedy is people who have those hour long pieces of comedy that are top to bottom like perfect mm -hmm. like, and there's only a couple of people who have them and maria bamford is one of those people so when i see her at a fucking mic i'm like jesus christ this is 
No, and I, like I'm shaking, I'm perspiring. Now, meanwhile, you're completely. Here's why you're completely. Well, that correct. makes me so normal. I'm like, well, she has to do these, and she has all exactly. that. Exactly. So obviously, it, I have to do this too. And but also, I do get nervous. Yeah. I just have to talk myself out of it. I have to go. Okay, what are the facts? The facts are, I know that I've done this, and it went well. I know that I've been on this stage, and it's done well. I just have to like, go through like the the facts. The facts are like I've done comedy before. I know I can do comedy. I know I'm good at it. I have results from that. Yeah. So why am I making up a different scenario? That's true. No, and that is I, I'm I go into like positivity mindset stuff too. Where I you know I kind of do the opposite, but to the same end. Where I'm like I'm gonna die. No one's gonna remember me um, over a long enough timeline. Like the earth will be swallowed by a black hole. Oh, when I get off stage. It yeah. all bets are off. I'm like, you piece of shit. No, but How that's... dare you ever, ever get on stage? You have to go home and you have to rewrite every single that's joke. That's the time to think those things. But I'm not I'm not thinking those negative things as in a negative way. I'm thinking of them in a positive <clears> way where I'm like, so why wouldn't I be confident in this? Because who cares if I go on stage and like and pass out and, you know, soil my pants. I mean, bookers make me nervous. I will say that. Yeah, they are scary. That makes me nervous. Even though, like, they're usually the same thing. They yeah. probably even have a, a better understanding of right. who... Who is doing well and who's not doing well? But right. I mean, for anyone listening that doesn't care about comedy, well, I guess we can we can let that go. Yeah, sometimes I wonder if you get too in, if I get too in the trenches about things and people are like, no. oh, we don't care. I think people care because even if they don't like comedy, there's like analogies and other things. Like everybody, whether or not they're in comedy, have like high pressure situations, and I think leaving the house, leaving, yeah, going to the grocery store. Uh, talking to Getting any your other oil human change? being. Jesus Christ. See, I, I love, I, I go to Groupon <laughs> for oil change. I, I'm confident as shit when I go into an oil change. I go to Valvoline, and yeah. the amount of interaction that it takes at Valvoline to get your oil changed, I really want to go in, not say a word, have someone change the oil, hand them my card, and leave. And it's like, have you seen the oil? And I'm like... I, if what do you I, mean? If you, showing me the oil, if I knew what the oil needed to look like, I wouldn't be here. Right. You would be you would be in like uh, Santa Ana working at an automotive. Park, I, think, which, I mean, I know they do it to like cover their own ass and be like, "Look, we really did it." But you could just lie. To, don't lie to me. But you could lie to me. Yeah. And I would just be like, "That is oh, you're so saying so good." And they show you the stick. And yeah, they're like, or anything. Or they'll be like, "Your air filter. Have you seen your air filter?" And I'm like, "I didn't even know there's an air filter in this car." <laughs> Um, like, anything. Or they'll be like, they'll be like, they'll be like, pop your trunk. And every time I, or my, my trunk, they'll be like, pop your hood. They'll be like, pop your hood. And every time I'm like, where do I do that at again? That's so, yeah, th just the fact that we're, like, they're I'm getting nervous. They're showing Turn you, your like, blinker on. I'm like, they're showing you a completely black air filter, and you're like, oh my god, I have an air filter? That's awesome. I'm like, that looks good to that me. That looks so I great. prefer things in black, honestly. <laughs> um, like, it, yeah, I mean, it's a pointless situation. I'm, I'm just like, what, I need, that's the most anxiety, probably one of the most, yeah. what, what else causes stupid anxiety, actually? That's a big one for me. Oh my god, having to valet a car. Let it go. Oh, okay. At this, at this apartment where I currently live, you have to Whoa. valet your car unless you pay more money to park yourself. Let me tell you something. I will park my car in the most high probability getting my car broken into place in the world instead of getting it valeted. Me, my sister, and my girlfriend go to this sushi restaurant where you have to valet your car. Yeah, it's a great group. I'm the I'm by far the stupidest person there. So that you're in a situation where you need to value your car. I'm thinking, can I park at the bottom of this literal mountain and walk up it instead of getting my fucking car valet? It's the I don't know what I don't know what it is, but fuck having someone else in my car. I don't like that. 
I, I don't like the idea of you bringing my car somewhere else and then bringing it back. I want to know where my car... I don't care... Oh, that's not... I don't care about taking the car. I care about Go you ahead. being like, your car's dirty. Oh, I care about that. interesting. Or, I feel... Why do they make valet people run? You ever notice valet people are in a yes. full sprint? That, that I'm like, where are you going? Why are they doing also. that to them? Here in this little apartment building, they yeah. have them running... To get our cars. I'm I like, I like can that. count them. I can see all the cars. Why are you running? And it's like just part of a valet person. Why is that? Do you know? Have you ever been a valet? Uh, I've never been. No, that's the one shit job I've never had. I've, I've like parked cars at places I've worked before, but only when they like needed extra people. So I never did it right. Mm. Thank God. I don't just, I don't understand the, the urgency of running for someone's car. If it's you, ha if you have a car that you're getting parked and then you're going to have a leisurely meal, you can wait and digest that food while I go walk to this car. <laughs> I'm not running to your car. <laughs> yeah, no, I I was uh I was getting my car valet at, at the same place I was talking about the the sushi place, and I go back to get my car, and I have that Bluetooth pairing with my phone where it'll start playing on oh, the radio. No. And I've had this. I was listening. So I'm talking to my sister. She she lives in Massachusetts, so we take a long time saying bye while the guy is pulling the car up. So like we're having a long conversation. I turn, I see the car is there, and the dude in the car just has this like thousand mile stare like just just like completely avoid like looking very surprised and i walk up to the car and i hear i hear this thing and i'm like Wait, what the fuck and i go up and it was a podcast i was listening to i won't say which podcast oh God, but you're gonna say porn i was like oh no you think i'm watching i'm listening i'm listening to I audio believe in their histories <laughs> no so I walk up, I walk up to the car, and it's just, like, the most rancid shit you could listen, it, like, you could imagine. Oh, well, he needs to get a life, then. Well, he has a life, and it's, park. I don't, he doesn't need to be subjected to that. A podcast? It's a bad. He's, he's on Earth. Guaranteed, if he's, he probably mm -hmm. listens to the worst podcasts, honestly. Probably. I think maybe because of the podcast I was listening particularly has, like, kind of a leftist lean. So oh, he was there you probably, go, that's what it was. He was probably, like... What the fuck is this commie bullshit? He was like, this soy boy little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no wonder he's in a Prius. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he was thinking. I've had the situation where my phone is connected, and nine times out of ten I am listening to a song that is about uh, someone's pussy. And yeah. it is just, I mean, the other day, oh, yeah. I forgot to, I usually turn the volume all the way down just in case my phone connects, and I forgot. And I was walking up to the valet, and my phone, had, I guess, connected from the uh, the elevator, which is very impressive. Impressive. And it had connected, and when I got closer to my car, I kept hearing, good puss for sure. Good <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, is someone listening? And I was like, and then I realized it was my car, and I was like, oh, this poor man. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know, again, you gotta, you gotta open yourself up to new experiences. Honestly, he should get a life, too. He should get a life, too. Um, I have, I have an exciting question for I'm you. I'm excited about mine, too, but you go first. Let me go first. Okay, so, my question is, what are your opinions on the quote-unquote beauty industry? Being their biggest customer, I thought that maybe oh. you would be a good person to answer this um, question. Yeah, I, I, this is, um... I will say that my first thing is that I think that people, a lot of people mistake the beauty industry for being this like super vapid thing, which it sure. can be, but I think that depends on the it's outer. It's so big. Well, because in my research, because I, I don't know shit about the beauty industry, obviously like I take part in it slightly, but so the beauty industry is up what, from- What part do you take part in? Uh, I have a mustache. I'm really glad you asked that I question. I know you're going to say mustache trimmer. Mustache trimmer. It. And uh, I- I have really good sunscreen, 
Oh, that's the yeah. most important. My girlfriend uh, made me get really good sunscreen, and that's who makes uh, straight guys get really good sunscreen is their girlfriends. And that's, you or know, their moms, yeah. or their moms. And that's about, and uh, that's what I call your first girlfriend. Your, your mom. mom. Yeah. Um, Interesting. So, how big is the beauty industry? It's up from 483 billion in 2020 to 511 billion oh, yeah. in 2021. It, it so, never suffers during a depression. It's one of the only industries that never suffers during like a, like a any kind of depression or money situation because people like want to feel good about themselves, especially when things around them are bad. Yeah, and I think I mean I think I've seen a lot of people think it's really vapid, and it so it totally can be depending on what part of it you're paying attention to. Like right. definitely. Social media has a lot of areas where you're like, oh my god, if our lips get any bigger. Um, and I have lip injections, or I've had them, and so, I mean, I'm part of that, but not, I mean, some of the lips are tomatoes. They but, go, yeah. But, I mean, like, also, I've gotten to do things where we've gotten to go, I've gotten to, like, help people that have had cancer, like, draw on their eyebrows. Yes. Or, um, you know, help people that, like, feel uncomfortable going to, like... Uh, like malls and stuff and getting makeup done because they have like HIV so that we would go and do things with them. Um, yeah. Because there's a lot of stigma around that. So like there's lots of really cool stuff involved in it too and there's a lot of like I think confidence boosting things that are involved there but I think that you can't really get dragged down into like well I need to have this eyeliner or this thing or I need to look like this person and that's kind of gross. I think that the beauty industry, the way I enjoy it, the most fun thing I think about it is that you can just become different things. Like if you, if one day you're feeling email, you can, you can look it. If one day you're feeling like the sexiest person alive, you can look it. Like I think that that's really cool. Like I think that's what this generation is doing is they're more like using makeup to transform into things as opposed to this other group of people that is always using it to be like boner machines. Right. Well, so it's it's really interesting, and I think that that's probably the healthiest way to look at like beauty products in the beauty industry. And also, when it comes to what you were saying about like you know people with cancer wanting to like you know use beauty products to feel more normal and stuff, people have an understanding that there's like a baseline of cosmetics that is like essentially necessary to participate in society and is overall good. It's like I was just watching a Netflix show about car racing where, uh, which obviously you'll watch eventually, where um, one of the guys got in a, like a horrible automotive industry and like his face had third degree burns all over it, but they were able to skin graft it and stuff. And it's like a, a skin graft while obviously having like a medical like usage because skin is very important for your overall health, like having healthy skin and stuff. It's also mm -hmm. good cos oh, yeah. like cosmetically for that guy to feel normal, like the better the skin graft looks, which I'm sure that they were trying to also make it look aesthetic the more normal that guy will feel after this horrific in injury. So it's like looking a certain way and feeling a certain way, everyone understands has its merits, have it, has oh, its Oh yeah, base. and that's changed a lot in the beginning of the shoot. I remember when I first started uh, doing makeup, I, I was covering a lot of like vitiligo and people wanted to cover it or yes. covering freckles. My or, dad had that. And covering all these things. And now people are coming in to be like, I need two foundations, one for my vitiligo and one for my the rest of me. Yeah. And I think that's, and I think we've kind of moved past that, but there is kind of like, still this um this little war i think going on because you ever notice like one of the most interesting things to me about about the beauty industry is how it markets towards men and women like oh, men yeah. they'll make nail polish for men and call it war paint it's and i'm like so that's nail polish fucking funny or the amount of men that have come into jobs that i've worked in retail and been like do you have any products for a man and i was like 
everything the light the touches, Simba. The whole fucking... Like... Okay, but here, as as a, a guy, I like that because when I go into a thrift store... See this? I love I this love this shirt. Women's section. Alright? Because straight guys don't understand... Because I'm Harry Styles. Yeah, I'm I'm brave. That's why I got this nice oh, shirt. Yeah. No, but like dudes are so apprehensive about doing anything like that could possibly be misconstrued as like I'm trying to be a woman or something. Because if you walk by the men's section in any Target, it's all brown, beige, black, it navy fucking, blue. It's uh, I mean it's like colors that make them feel like it could just be a nail yeah. polish. Like, but it's army green, and you're like it's still nail polish, girl. But like. It, yeah, there's this thing where, like, in with men, it's like modesty and simplicity is seen as virtuous. Like, f for masculinity, I think for a lot of guys, it's like less is more. Mm -hmm. The the like more kind of I'm I'm a cowboy on the range. I don't need no I don't need no stinking colors. I'm gonna wear a beige and a little hat. Cute. First of all, cowboys are very done. They're in costume. Oh yeah. oh yeah. As someone who grew up around many a cowboy, oh yeah. The boots and the belts and the buckles and the the fringe and the hats and four thousand dollar ostrich skin boots. That's the crazy. Like, honey, the boots are crazy. That's drag. You're in drag. <laughs> it's full on drag. You're wearing heels. But so with little spurs on them. <laughs> The little spurs. Not jewelry. Cute. Not the little. Could you imagine if I had on a shoe that had a, that had a wheel that spun and dazzled in the sunlight? Yeah. You'd be like, ah. Uh. Do you know that what they call it when a, a cowboy quits the rodeo? Hanging up your spurs. Oh yeah. Hanging up your spurs. That's so fucking cool. But so with, with the beauty industry coming back to the conversation, it's like, I I think it's it's. Like, obviously, there needs to be some form of, of beauty industry, pretty much. And it, your definition of what the beauty industry is and what the necessary... Like, that's where you get into the conversation. But it's like, everyone agrees there's basically some baseline of, like, aesthetics that are going to be expected by society. But the issue that, like, a lot of people on the outside and on the inside of the beauty industry have is, are you exploiting negative societal standards That's in order to sell products. So there's two things there I'll say. One, getting back to the men and women thing, it's like men's products are always geared towards like how cool you are. They're always like in whiskey bottles and they're called like, they have cool names like yeah. like the dude or war paint. Big or fuck face yeah. wash. Or yeah, or but then like women's products are always like sexy eyes. Or, yeah. or they're like, look at Miss Kitty. Or they'll yeah. be like dirty, dirty girl. And it's like, what? And then, right. or they're always ge geared towards like you need to be like hotter and sexier or you need to be like wildly ambitious like ceo or boss babe or so, the queen of all queens this this I, and i'm sorry if i'm cutting you off but this is actually you already got into the meat of what i was going to talk about with this which is really Some interesting had a joke about this from a long time ago but i can't remember who it is so do you know how they initially marketed cigarettes to women because it, originally cigarettes were only something men smoked. It was being skinny, right? It was something about losing weight. No, no, that that came later. But the initial way, because the, so cigarette producers had this huge issue, and it will this will tie back into beauty. <sighs> Watches Mad Men once. Yeah, <laughs> this is. I think this is even before Mad Men. This is like way back in the day where they were like men smoke cigarettes, but women obviously because of like the, those days societies of like beauty and femininity and stuff, cigarettes were seen as unwomanly because of the smell. Because because of the fact that like you're there's smoke, you need to take up space when you smoke cigarettes. So it's like 
this big issue where they were like, how do we sell cigarettes to women because they won't buy them no matter what we try. So what they did was they linked cigarettes to women's empowerment. They started running ads where they were like, don't let a man tell you you can't smoke. Don't let a man tell you what you can and can't do. Smoke that cigarette. So on one hand, it's like women have every right to smoke cigarettes as much as men do. But what companies did was they basically hijacked women's empowerment in order to oh, sell yeah. cigarettes. Capitalism is smart. Have you ever thought about yeah. the way that alcohol is marketed towards women way more than men? There's just hundreds of shirts like rosé all day. Yes. Mommy needs a drink. There's like baby clothes. So like my mom needs wine. Like there's a whole, there's a book called um, Quit Like a Woman that is literally all about like how much harder it is to stop alcohol and stuff because of how heavily it's marketed towards women. And how much pressure there is for women to be social as opposed to men. Like, I think it's easier for men to be like, no, I'm sober, fuck yeah, you. Yeah, I never heard of a bottle boy, but I've seen plenty of bottle girls. I know I have tons of friends that have done that. Oh, there's bottle boy. You should go go to my hometown in Cape Cod. You'll find some bottle boys. <laughs> but what we'll <laughs> that's, that's how you get men to quit alcohol is you start calling them bottle, bottle boys. boys. <laughs> They're all sober. <laughs> They only drink moonshine. Little buddy boy. Um, uh, what was uh, you were saying? Yeah, the marketing thing is crazy, but I mean, that's another problem is that marketing is so smart that a lot of times cosmetic industry. This is something I go back and forth with. It's really super cool to see diversity and inclusion now. Like they'll have like yes. people in wheelchairs in the product, but then when you kind of look into that, sometimes the models like aren't being paid. They're just like the like the thing for them is like isn't it so cool that you're the poster for this and it's like right it feels like now you're using this person like now you're instead of selling an eyeliner you're selling this idea of inclusion right and it's not super inclusive if you're not paying the person or if you're not like what is beyond that like they do it a lot for pride they'll just be like oh or, that's the biggest one but, but i mean i've noticed a lot with cosmetics now they're using like people which this is on one hand it's like amazing like I, as that, someone who has like a, a, a disabled thing. dad it's super cool to see more disabled people yeah but then also like when you think of like okay like but it's not a reward to be on your poster that doesn't pay anyone's rent that doesn't do anything for anyone really like you need something beyond that that's like a i think Companies are smarter about that now because we live in a world now where attention feels like money. Like, followers feel like money. And so you're just like, of course I'll do this. Of course I'll sign up for this. Of course I'll go to this show. And then you're just like, it's like they're making all this money. And they're also saving a lot of money because, like, you're you're willing to, like, go and, you know, I, you know I'll bring my own wardrobe or I'll, I'll find my own flight there. or And you're doing all this stuff. And then you have, you know, some some, some celebrity walk on screen and be like, this company is so diverse. And then they're making all the money from it. Like, as soon as I got the first little taste of like success, the, literally the first thing I started paying attention to when an opportunity came is when you start talking about like, how much does this pay? If you see the word exposure anywhere mm -hmm. in their answer, beep, 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 red flags, alarm bells start sounding. Cause that you're completely right. Like, that the the idea of confusing exposure for actual money guess who's making the money the person at the other end totally. the person at the other end of exposure is making all the money that was a huge issue for like youtubers when it first started is yes. they were putting all this time into all this stuff and make, selling huge products and then they were making like 
$10,000 while companies are making like millions off of them. Which yeah. sure, you may think $10,000 to do that is great, but when you're doing all the work and editing all the videos and doing everything, that's a lot. Like I know I've even had companies reach out to me and be like, we really want to work with you. We want to send you all this stuff. And I'm like, great. And then they're like, what are your, they'll ask me like, what are your prices for a post or whatever? And then you tell them and they'll just never hear from you again. Yeah. Because what they want you to say is like, oh my God, no, I just, I would do it just for the product or right. whatever. And it's like, what? Yeah. Yeah, well, so the the biggest example of this, and, and one of the most interesting examples on the like good end of this, I think, and I would like to hear your your opinion on this because I don't know a lot about it. So Fenty, is that the name of the makeup brand? Yeah, that's Rihanna. Rihanna is actually a very brand. good company. Yes. So I, on the other end of that is is Fenty, where their basic like their their big pitch and why a lot of people got behind it initially wasn't just because it was Rihanna, but obviously that played a big role. I mean, huge role in it. But also, they were making, correct me if I'm wrong, but they were their big thing was making makeup for skin shades that weren't just these basic, like, all these shades for white people and then one shade yeah, for black course. people. And that's been, I mean, there are a couple brands, like Makeup Forever, MAC, they've been doing that also for a while, but not with the same... They didn't have the, the like those are brands that only makeup artists know about. So yeah. Rihanna was the first one who was like mainstream. A main she was like putting ads out and there, but we were really knowing about it. The other brands you had to either know they had the color or you just didn't know. Right. So with her, it was that. But also the big thing about Fenty that I think makes it the kind of company that it is is because Rihanna has worked through all of that. She's been the person that was getting getting like exposure, and then she's she's worked. You know, she's asked earned everything she has. Yeah. Even you know she had a Mac collaboration when I used to work for Mac. And um, it was the very first time in Mac history that an artist got 50% of their sales. Normally, Whoa. they were just the Mac person. And they got yeah. paid, but she got a percentage of all of her sales. Yeah. And she did, like, three or four collections. And that was the very first time that ever happened. And it's because, like, she knew her work. Like, she knew she could ask for that. Right. And then, she, I think she just carried it into everything she did. Even in, in, in her clothing line, the Fenty, like, bras and stuff. Like, she, there's something for everyone. Like, she has, like, gender-neutral stuff. Like... Because she's like, I think she knows what it feels like to be included and to also be tokenized and all that stuff. Right. So she's really captured that. And now every celebrity is trying to do it. Now you have every celebrity coming out with it. People you didn't even know were using skincare. You're like, wait a minute, now you have a skincare line? Or you're like, or they have a health line or a wellness. And you're like, wait, what are you talking about? You were on the heels. Like, I don't understand. Where did you? Now, this is where you get into the interesting, like, whenever I look at that stuff, it's always like. I'm kind of in the middle of both of it. Like, I never judge people for using beauty products or whatever. My my first thing is like, that's totally like you, great. Like, I've, I'm not into like that stuff, but I never judge people for it. So when I see people and I see products that are uh, marketed towards me, which is happening more and more, like mm -hmm. beauty products are being marketed more to me, which is like a straight guy who lives in garbage and there's even probably like the uh the like ball trimmer stuff like that's very specifically marketed to men the there's like face washes now and stuff that's marketed toward it's hard to get guys like me on board but you i see the tactics and part of me goes well this is good because if there's guys who want to get involved in skincare but never felt comfortable this is like a way to kind of ease into it. But on the other end, I'm like, but here, this is a group of guys that are kind of okay with not having that stuff. Okay, and also, now they're kind of being put under the same societal standards as people who are more like, you know, focused on. But this goes back to what I was saying earlier yeah. about like, you're no, now you're more comfortable using face washes. It's like, but the reason men are going into stores like Sephora and stuff, being like, what do you have for men? It's because you're scared of being made of fun of someone yes. like you. Like you're scared of yourself at this point. You've made a whole cycle that now you have to fear 
your own judgment. Right. And it's like, and it's like, you can use whatever face wash you want. And they're like, well, that's in a blue bottle or like a, or like a baby blue bottle. And I'm like, okay, it doesn't mean that it doesn't work. I'm confused on what you need. You need your bathroom like a prison? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. You know what's funny? There's that. But also when okay. you go back to the ball trimmer thing, it is so funny to me how we are now, all of a sudden, it is like men telling men that you need to have no body hair. Yeah. And I find that very interesting that men are like, they, they, they've went from like, they've went from like men have body hair to being like, no, no. Yeah. If, if, if you really love women, you will have no body hair. And that's what, it, it's, it's really odd to kind of now starting to be on the other end of that and realizing how sort of psychotic some of those marketing strategies are where it's like, motherfucker, I just, I grow it. It's like, yeah, trim up and don't be, don't be like, you know, a complete slob. But that was around before all of the marketing stuff. Like most guys were held up to at least a standard of like, well, fucking don't have a, a full forest down but there. But I wonder why that is because I've yeah. never really personally ever met a girl that's like, I love baby smooth men. I never in my whole life. And that's coming from someone who has had, I've had all laser hair removal. I have no oh, yeah. hair. Um, but sure. I mean, that's just like, I'm just like, they, I am nev never, never, never. I've never, I'll, I'll go one step further. I've never dated a woman who has told me anything but you should grow your hair out more. Mm -hmm. Like it's 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 wild to me. The only people that don't like hair are men. <laughs> yeah, that is true. And it's like, I mean, unless there's like a I man, there's like a, obviously a certain group of gay men that enjoy hair, but the majority of them don't like it either. So it's just yeah. like it's they're the only people that don't like hair. Yeah, it's just it's it's odd to. And you know what's funny? I've noticed this. Uh, you know, a group of guys who are totally fine, like totally straight guys who tend to be totally fine with any form of like they get manicures sometimes they'll paint their nails all that stuff is guys who are on like the the very left of things who are completely like open and fine and have read all the stuff and then the other group of guys are there there's so many dudes in mma gyms i've gone to where there'll be one or two guys there who are just like oh yeah i get a manicure all the time like i paint my toenails it's fine and it's like, those guys need to get so far on the other end of things where they're like, I could kick anyone's ass who says anything about this, then they're okay with getting their nails But it's also so weird to think that being like pampered is not manly. I know. What yeah. else? Like, if you were a king, you don't think someone would be doing your little nails in a right. small dish? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, there's things like that, but then also, I think that, again, it's not about not wanting to do something, yeah. it's about the fear of... Are, are, are women not going to think I'm attractive or whoever you're attracted to? Right. Are not going to think I'm attractive? Are That's people going to bully? It's that. It's that that you're really holding on to. And that is a real fear. Because I, yeah. I do know there are plenty of women who are like, I do not want men to do this, that, or the other. Like, I one time heard... Okay, wait, this might be a little too much. But it's exciting. I one time heard these girls at a cheesecake factory behind us... Um, the, the mecca of social discourse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, it, the, the genie bottle of change. Yes. Um, th they were sitting behind us and they were talking about how they would never eat their boyfriend's ass because that's like eating a pussy. And I was like, honestly, girl, I, I, had to, I, I can vibe with that feeling. I understand what you're saying. Because she, cause they weren't being rude about it. They were just saying like, it just feels like, like not something that, um, it feels too masculine is what she was basically saying for her to do. Interesting. And I was like... I can understand that. Like, I get it. And my friend, she was not having it. She was like, that is so sexist and rude. And I was like, I just feel like she's just not, they're just not attracted to it. Like, it's not a thing. Yeah, I mean, the but equating it. I yeah, went to Reddit. Go ahead. 
and the amount of men who are like who are like I have broken up with a girlfriend for asking to do it. I have broken up with a girlfriend because she did it. I I, I was like I was like wow, you really hate your girlfriends. I just yeah. thought that was uh, interesting because I do understand that that logic of like there is some kind of fear about being like if I'm not a manly enough, then this woman won't like me. People are so like trapped, and it's because it's like. It, I, I totally get not wanting to do something on either end of that thing, but to be yeah, like, totally. I broke up with someone for asking, it's like, have a little fun. You know? Have a little fun. Well, you fun. should be able to be honest, first of all, and answer yeah. questions like that. That's, that. That was the more the concerning thing to me when I read that. I was just like, so I was funny. like, sure, I think we should maybe deep dive into like why or how. There should be a little bit of... Because if not, if you shoot that down and then you act like a fool about it, you've now set the standard that you cannot bring up anything that makes you uncomfortable. Right. And that's not just like a healthy relationship. No, totally. No, yeah. I'm glad I'm glad that the beauty conversation circled all the way around to ass eating. Hey, that's I feel like that is I mean that is the deepest level of, of beauty standards. I'm just telling you that is the, it is the moment. It is it is the truth of our generation. It's the truth of our it's generation. It's in movies. I watched a TV, a movie the other day that had like it was like three or four lines were about ass eating and I was like, what what what, what are we doing here? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think uh, I think it became a meme, definitely. But then also, if it weren't for the meme, I probably wouldn't have gotten into it. So. I think it become. I think it was. I think it was started from that song, uh, "Eat the Booty Like Groceries." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that is when people were like, "Oh, wait a minute, are we talking about this?" Right. Yeah. Well, that it kind of it was the uh, the powder keg, and then it was in everything. It's oh, in yeah. every song. It is. It was in White Lotus, and it win an award or something. That scene, yeah. like, I mean, it has really taken off. It's taken off. It's it's, it's having a big moment. It is the creme de la creme of sex. <laughs> um, did you have a? Did you have a? Question? I did, and it's funny that yours was about beauty because mine yeah. is actually about football. <laughs> Great. Um, oh, I'm I'm literally gonna after we do the podcast and work out. I'm going to a Buffalo Wild Wings to watch the Cardinals game. Okay. Yeah. If you guys want to show up. There's, don't make me feel like an idiot for saying that, okay? It's exciting for me. I do love it's Buffalo Wild Wings. It's going to be a cute little time. Go on. I like, the, I like that you go and do things. That's what I, I really do. enjoy yeah. about you. Yeah, it's nice. I've had the whole weekend off, and I've been, I'm going to be like, I don't organize this in my closet. That's and that's nice, too. And that's good, too. Um, um, so, I want to understand. I wrote all these down because I, I, I have facts. Great. Um, so, it's fall. People are talking a lot about football. And I just want to understand, like, what do you think the obsession, where the obsession with football comes from? Like, why do you think that, like, people are so into football? Really, really great question. Uh, it is a particularly American sport. I don't mean that necessarily. I mean, it, it, it's, like, obviously an American creation. That's a good point. Yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, first a military drill, I believe. Like, football started as, like, a, a military practice drill and then kind of evolved into a sport. I, I think it just combines everything, even in the uniforms. Like, football uniforms are so specifically, like, manufactured, and, like, they, they're fucking metal, and they're just a creation of industry. Like, it's a sport of industry. But they're also a very costumey version of a male body. They're, like, huge at the top, it, super narrow at the bottom. Exactly what I was going to say. It's like, 
because you see rugby and stuff, and those rugby players are fucking huge. But if you look at a rugby player and you look at a guy in full football pads, the football pads is like the Hulk version of a rugby player. It's like this fantasy yeah. masculine it's form. Man. It's whole fucking costume. Iron Man. Yeah, my, I'm impenetrable. I have my big fucking helmet on. I have my big fucking shoulder pads on. I think I'm funnier than I am. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. That plays into it, too. But... Uh, th those are all the things, and then it's... it's That's the a good point, because when I looked it up, I Googled before I asked you, and I just wanted to read you the first statement that comes up on Google yes, whenever please. you read this. And I, it was either written by a four-year-old <laughs> or someone who really, really loves football. Yeah. It says, football, the combination of companionship and pure testosterone. <laughs> Do you know what else is the combination of companionship and pure testosterone? Gay sex. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's associated with the sport, and it makes it a man's dream. American football has 32 teams and everybody has one that is their favorite. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. This makes it so much more fun for people because they can live and die by their team. This is the funniest That's thing the I've first ever thing heard. that comes up when I Google the word. It oh comes, my you know how God. Google did the big bold print of something? That is so fucking funny. That's what it says. And I, as someone growing up, I was asked to play football a lot. Yeah. Like constantly. You're I mean, all again, I'll say it again. You're you're a natural. You could be a you could be Bigger a defender. Thank you. You're you're a natural. You're you have strength. You have power. Okay. You uh you could easily run. You could run a really good forty. I feel like you could bench press well. You're you're a natural. I think I think defensive player. I think you can play defense. So they asked me a lot, and I always said no, obviously, sure. because I was just like, why would I want to? Why would I want to spend more time with the people that are harassing me? Like you want me to go in the room with them? Like you right. psycho. Right. Um. But anyways. I thought that was really funny, but then I got to thinking about. It, I was like, I haven't asked. If, I know so many people in my life love football, men, women. They are obsessed with it, and I was like, all I know about it is what I watched from like Varsity Blues, was like my fave move growing up. Yeah, and then like um, whatever that TV show is about football that people love, Hard Knocks. No, the one about like clear eyes and dry hearts or whatever it is. I have, oh, 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 um, any given Sunday or something like that. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, that's a different Friday movie. Night Lights. Friday Night Lights, yeah. Yeah, something about their eyes. But <clears throat> that's a great show. Yeah. And so and then I had to think about it and I was like I was like, I just wonder like like what are all the positions in football? There's like the kicker. Oh, I mean there's so there's many. the quarterback, which is an interesting. I like how that 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 shows your interest in football that the first position you say is kicker. Yeah, kicker, there's the quarterback. <laughs> the most respected that's like one. a stake, I remember that one. There's yeah. There's the the, oh the my God, defensive I mean, lineman. Yeah, so, I don't need your help. I got it. Yeah. Go uh, defensive lineman. There's the 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 runner. There's running back. Yeah, there's or that half one. back. Half back is a specific. There's oh, oh, there's probably a, a full back. Full back. There's uh, some teams have full backs. A lot of uh, a lot of packages that go out on offense uh, don't require a full back anymore. Uh huh. Um. Uh. There is the offensive line person. There's a lot of different. So there's the different secret kinds. service. Yeah. <laughs> there's <laughs> the, the water boy. The chef. <laughs> <laughs> the the yeah the the chef is oh very oh the important. one that carries the the people out when they die the mortician <laughs> the undertaker yeah there's that one no well so here here's another reason there's the bullies the refs the, here's another reason why I think football really captures the American imagination is because I feel like America especially at the time like football came about which was I believe the early 1900s um, there was this big desire 
to differentiate ourselves, right? Like, like America has always been about like, we want to differentiate ourselves. We want to show that we're like, whatever. So instead of funneling the best athletes, this happened over time, but instead of funneling them into like in other countries, the best athletes go into soccer, some places rugby, some places cricket. So like there's all these different kind of like national sports. And in America, that's football, basketball, baseball. Like those are the those are the big yeah. sports well, that we funnel our best athletes that into. That was a big thing. But the the oh, but the athletes that most represent like a, basically like the the nebulous idea of America, which is size, strength, speed. Right, like basketball, the guys are really tall and really strong and stuff. But like a fucking defensive lineman, a linebacker, a running back, they're just like fucking machines. And I think when people conceptualize America, they think of that like raw fucking power. It doesn't need to last long. You don't need to like we're. It's gonna last like 20 seconds because that's how long our attention span is. Like every play lasts about 20 seconds, and it's gonna just be crunch and like blood and grunting and violence. Well, that was a big one. People, one of the answers when I saw it, people said it simulates war. Yes. And that's a big one. And it kind of overtook baseball, which was like America's pastime or like their sport. And then they said football, the way that they kind of got it to be more popular is they started like, like you want to see the American flag? We'll show it to you. You want to see the military? We'll show it to you. You yes. like, they really started to put like America and then every city had their version of that. And then it became like almost like a religion more than a, Oh, absolutely. Sport. And, but that was the big thing is it was overtaking baseball and they were like, and, and they were like, oh, to do that, we have to be more American than baseball. Yes. So we have to make baseball players look weak, basically. Yes. Yes, 100%. That's so interesting. I, I mean, I, I sort of had like a, a basic understanding of that, but that, that puts it in more of a specific context. But yeah, it's, it's very warlike, which obviously like America is a military country. Like we, the, the thing about like football that's become such, I think a, a, like a fascination with people is the fact that it's not like, like when you watch a soccer game, it's really long and drawn out and very like technical and it's a battle of like uh, basically cardio and longevity and can you like, but football is just like these little 15 second scrimmages. Like, and that's, oh, yeah. that's the sport. And I think that's really why it captures, and that, that and sort of the fact that it's become this big, big event in terms of like, people will even watch the combine, where do you know what the combine is? No. It's literally where they take new players and they just go, how much can you bench press, or how many times can you bench press 225? How fast can you run a 40? What's your long jump? It's just these like very- The Olympics? It, it, no, it's 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 like, it's kind of like a track and field event, but we, we just want to know these like raw statistical things. But this is the thing you were talking about earlier, you're like football players, they're like bigger and all these things like, but yeah. then I'm like, but they're not all that way because if they were, there would be so many different positions. Yeah, of course, of course. So it's like, at least with like rugby, like they're all kind of this, like huge. Or like water polo. You ever seen people play water polo? Oh yeah, they're giants. They're huge. But they don't, they don't hold a candle to like a offensive lineman, defensive lineman. If you saw- Why would they be holding candle for their papa, can you hear me? There was this guy, DeBrickashaw Ferguson, who I believe played for the New York Jets. And I saw him in person once. And I was like, that's a tree. Oh. That is a, that is a tree. That's not a, that's a fucking, like, just the size of some of these guys. And it, it captures the American, like, it's like a shock and awe thing. It's like, you look at the Super Bowl halftime show, even. Like, that's a great example of, like, we're gonna put the biggest 
firework-driven, fucking celebrity-studded mm -hmm. event on of all time. It's just a very specifically American thing, whereas, like, baseball and stuff is popular all over the place, and there's... But, like, football, I mean, you don't see American football played all over the place, except maybe, like, Canada, which is all... That's what they said, the yeah, they said it's becoming popular in Canada and kind of New Mexico, or Mexico now. Kind of, but it's, like, it's a very specifically American thing, where when you look at these other sports, there's so much history outside of the United States that it kind of causes the... But, like, we determine... Like, the United States determines the, like, trajectory of football in such a distinctive, specific way, whereas, like, basketball's nationally popular. Like, other countries now have their say in, like, basketball culture. But, like, like China had a huge say in basketball culture, and that's why Yao Ming was this, like, huge international star. But football is just this fucking American thing. And also, that's why football comes with all of these big drawbacks in terms of, like, the culture around it, the, uh, the, like, scandals of football are so almost, like, not more intense, because every, every sport has their scandals, but they're fucking intense. Oh, yeah, they do kind of, like, they'll talk about them on E! News. Like, I never heard of, like, a baseball scandal on yeah. E! News, or a soccer scandal, or, but I will say that, I, I remember when I was younger, like, people were, or all the, the people were really into baseball, like, baseball cards, and I was like, I don't know about baseball. I actually, one time, I played baseball for a year, and they asked me to stop playing. Why? Because I would be having full-on uh, vivid fantasies while I was supposed to be watching third base. At one one time, this is not even a joke. Oh, no. One time, this team scored three home runs on us because I was pretending to be Catwoman. And I was... <laughs> And I was on third base, and I was like, I don't know about you, Miss Kitty. And oh I was like, my and, my, and, my, and the whole time I was doing this, this is how detached I was from it. My coach was oh. standing probably as close as you are going, Bedhead! Bedhead! And I'm just like, no, Say Catwoman. No. You're like, that's not, I'm not venting right now. I, nothing, I mean, the people, the, what, and I, we were probably like, I don't know, like seven or eight, like not that old. The way that people reacted to me letting that happen, oh, you yeah. would have thought that I ruined the town. Right. I have ruined everything you have ever stood mayor. for. Yeah. So then they made me to outfield. And then I, I started taking karate. So every time I would get like a ground ball, I would kick it up in the air and catch it. And they were like, so and they were like, stop funny. doing that. Just bend down and pick the ball up. And I was like, this uh. is so much more effective though. Because I would flip up my foot and then I would just catch it in the air like this. Right, right. I and, don't have to bend or over. Or if there was any, if the ball didn't come to me, I also watched a lot of Daria. So if the ball didn't come directly at me, I'd be like, and pretend to catch it because I thought that was so edgy of me. So just ruining the game left and right. And fine. finally, they were like, they asked my my mom. They were like, can you? And she's like, I've tried to ask him to quit. He like right, he's really. Course. But I loved I loved the the bag. I loved like putting all the stuff in the bag. Right. I loved going to pick out a baseball bat. I was like I was like researching which baseball bat as a child. I don't know how I was doing that necessarily, but I was. You're I'm sure. Out, yeah. And then. Yeah, I really like that part, but then they were like, we really need you to stop, and I was like, that's fine. That's funny, because if they had a deeper understanding of, like, who you were, I feel like they could have harnessed that stuff. Like, instead of being like, bent and catch the ball, if they were like, Catwoman, scale the fence, I think you would have <laughs> had mean, a successful just... baseball career. Also, the amount of times I've gotten in trouble as a kid pretending to be Catwoman is outlandish. <laughs> One time at a Ruby Tuesdays, I was in the salad bar, eating cottage cheese out of a ladle. <laughs> And as people walked by, I would go, I don't know about you, Miss Kitty, but I'm feeling so much younger That's... from the movie. And the waitress was like, ma'am, so... can you and your husband please get your child down? And I'm almost like, what? And she looked over and I was eating a ladle. Like, I mean, I was all the time. With your little cat toe? Oh, I had a whip I would carry around. No. 
Yeah, my parents were very supportive. I could tell. But yeah, yeah I, they did ask me to quit, and I was like, I'll never forget this. So that was the same coach that asked me to play football every year, and I was like, I'll never forget. Yeah. Yeah, like... Crushing my dreams of being a villain? But but that's what's funny is it's it's like unfortunate because like the culture around sports is very like still monolithic and specific and stuff and that's the that that's kind of the whole thing is there's not a lot of room unless you're at this high performance level in which case quirks and stuff do sort of translate and people do like like a, a you know a quirky player or a guy like Tim Tebow like, like Tim that's yeah that's a quirk wasn't Tim Tebow oh God. I am just asking, but wasn't Tim yeah. Tebow supposed to be like aborted or something? Yeah, that and was that's a, his whole storyline is he's good at football because he wasn't aborted. Oh, it, there's there's an even bigger. I mean, I don't he has know like a book or something. I, even bigger than the book, he ran a commercial during the Super Bowl where his mom came on and was like, "I was gonna abort Tim Tebow," and then he comes on and he was like, "And I'm sure glad you didn't." Like, and that's the whole commercial. And he ran that commercial during the biggest event in football. Can I just say that if I also was a famous person for something, I'd be happy you didn't abort me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But if I was like under a bridge, I'd be like, you son of a bitch. Why? Come on. Yeah. Why didn't you fucking? But that's the, that's the, that's another thing is like, there's these very distinct cultural elements of football. Like you already touched on it, which is probably the biggest one, which is the connection to the military industrial complex. Like that is a huge part of football. Like the the connection to like very specifically American masculinity. That's a huge part well, of football. Well, the connection to God is the one that always gets me the, the most. connection. Because of I'm God. like, what does God have to do with all these sports teams? That like God is like, and I'm choosing the Dolphins. That's one, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, that was another thing. When I was in school, I used mm -hmm. to constantly. Everybody had a, like a favorite thing, and I was like, oh my god, I have to just make one up. So with baseball, I was like, the Angels, because that was the only one I could remember. Yeah. And then they were like, who's your favorite player? And I was like. All of them. I like the angel um, on the team. Yeah, I'm the, one of the outfield. The angel in the outfield. That's my favorite one. <laughs> um, but like, that's the same thing with football. I feel like I was like, now I need the. Oh, and then also you have college football. Yeah. Which is a whole different demon, apparently. Oh, I mean, I one time confused hundreds, Alabama. Hundreds of teams. On Good for You, I one time said that Alabama was like an NFL team or something. Oh yeah. My DMs. Oh yeah. You would have thought that I I had I had misspoke the Constitution. No, the Roll Tide community, uh, very famously an Alabama fan, so they played this team called Auburn and there's a huge rivalry between Alabama mm -hmm. yeah, and Yeah, my Auburn. friend's a big Alabama person. Yeah, so there is a player for, uh, or, or a fan of Alabama. It, Auburn's whole thing, are, like these trees are basically like the, the cornerstone of Auburn. These beautiful, beautiful trees that are on the Auburn campus. They're like a centerpiece for the school. An Alabama fan poisoned one of the trees and then they interviewed him. They interviewed this fan. And they go, what the fuck were you? And he was like, yeah, I fucking poisoned the trees. Like, it was me, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end of the interview, he was like, roll tide. Like, he still said roll oh, tide my God. at First the all, end of the interview. That level of dedication and petty. Yeah. That'd be a great husband. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, um, he's going to stand by his woman. Yeah, I mean, that is... Uh, what is... um um I'm, I'm, I don't know. I feel like if someone... You guys can pick me out of a football team. Um, but I, I, I like hockey. Mm -hmm. I, I do enjoy hockey. And in Nashville, we have... The, they're called the Predators. Did you know this? That's their name. The Nashville <laughs> That's Predators. Crazy. The Nashville Predators. They're um, saber tooth tigers, and um, like they do weird stuff. Like people will throw like catfish, just live catfish, onto like the ice. Mm -hmm. Which how? First of all, how you're getting a catfish in to an arena? Oh, they're sneaking it. You deserve to throw it on the ice. Oh, I'm yeah. just like you. Whatever you can do, whatever you want that catfish at that point. If you if you got it through security, right? You deserve one. It. We're firing all security. 
Right. And two, the, the catfish owns this building. Right. I mean, <laughs> the but, catfish smoke. And like rugby, I think rugby is so intense. It's crazy. Like to me, it seems way more intense than football just because of like, mm. just the way it looks anyways. Because if I don't really look, see football players bleed and shit. Rugby players? Yeah. Every time I see them, they're just like, I mean, blood. You, they're like carry. Well, there, there's a sanitized aspect of football where there, there's an argument that rugby and football are both exactly as uh, like damaging to your head. There, there's also an argument that that football can be worse because the fact that you're wearing helmets doesn't just mean that the person getting hit is safer. It means that they can be hit harder by the other person who's wearing pads. So when you're wearing pads, you can both be hit harder, but you can also hit harder. So it sort of makes this like equalizing effect. Uh, I, I'm not, I don't know exactly if like those, those claims are uh, corroborated by science or whatever, but yeah, there's this sanitized part of football, which is also very American. Where it's like, you're not a man. Like, a football helmet and football pads make you look like a machine. And that is so us. There, it's like this neutralizing effect where it's like, you are no longer you. You are a football player. Whereas a rugby player, you can see... that that's Basketball players talk about this all the time. There is this... Uh, I hope I'm not getting too in the weeds with these specific examples. Well, I do. Once you get past this, I have I have another sports question. Great. No, awesome. So there was a player for Miami U, which was a notoriously like very verbose team. Like Miami U back in the day, I believe in the '90s, was like this notoriously very like brash, in-your-face team. And there was a player for in Miami, Miami U. I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, there's this player for Miami U. Uh, their uniform for just floral shirts. It, it's close. It's close. Their colors are like they're the, they're the Hurricanes, I believe. And their their colors are very like very bright and like it, it, they're very how do they interesting. Pick these names. You have the Hurricanes and then the Dolphins. You have like how come some of them are like so aggressive and then some are like uh, like, cute, cute, like uh, leprechauns or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it it is funny. But so this player would take his helmet off, which is illegal in the NCAA. I think now, and I think maybe the at the NCAA. time, was, yeah, this is a uh, college football team. So he would take his helmet off after he made a good play, and when he was asked why he did that, he said. Well, basketball players, girls get to see their faces all the time. Like, with a basketball player, if you're a really good basketball player, he was like, women are more interested in you because they can see what you look like. But no one can see what I look like, so I would take my helmet off and show everybody how hot I was after I scored. Which is so funny. But it's like, yeah, there's this, like, weird... There's this weird, like, covering effect that a football home has that I think kind of does play into the overall culture. But what was your other sports question? I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's fine. Mine is totally unrelated. But I, the, the one sport that I really need us to examine that I just cannot fathom, and it's because of... And I see a lot of content about this. For some reason, the internet is obsessed with it. But wrestling? Like, the singlet wrestling where you wear the singlets? Oh, like, like yeah. like It's the weirdest gayest thing I've ever no, seen in my no, life. No, 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 I have no. seen people really spit into other people's singlets. Oh, I've never seen that. They spit oh, in the singlets? Yeah, I've seen coaches pull them and go and spit into them and then just snap them back. So so you're talking about like actual collegiate wrestling? Like, I don't know. I don't know enough about where it. Where it's I a real... It's what a, the, what, like the meme, there's a lot of memes about it. There's a lot of things like that. Right. And it is, it just looks... What they're doing looks crazy. Yeah, so wrestling is, it's one of the oldest sports ever, right? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of the oldest sports ever. It's uh, a sport that's like mired in history and stuff. And w people will look at it 
And I can I can get why people look at it and Isn't go like the starting position like doggy style for most. Sports? It's one of it's one of the starting positions and also football. It's not ne not necessarily well no football you're I guess for the quarterback it's kind of mm -hmm. a doggy position, but well but there's if you wrestle you understand why those positions are like important and why it's like not what's not ergonomically but like, like grounded physi yeah physiologically like it's a sound position and that's why doggy style is such a physiologically sound position no but, but the amount of touching involved like the picture yeah. that you see of people it's just crotches pressed to faces and it's just like it it's it's never looks like they're wrestling it's just like they're rubbing each other yeah well, so you're talking about wrestling where they're wearing stuff like that right yeah yeah the, the single so it's it's this very interesting you bring up an interesting point and people talk about this a lot i've i've done jujitsu so which is very similar like there's positions where you like wrap your legs around someone and people will look at that and go like oh that's gay like this is a, clearly a gay thing and it's like i don't i don't know if that's the I best don't think way that's to gay, look but at I understand it that's what the memes are saying that's what the memes are saying no i i think they're both and they run the internet i think they're both like beautiful